I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, November 20th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Some good news for a cohort of Peak Pals. If you're tired of getting bullied by your friends for popping up with a green bubble in the group chat, Apple is finally making some updates to improve the texting experience between Android and iPhone users, including allowing read receipts and doing away with pixelated photos and videos. Here's the bad news. The green bubble is probably here to stay anyway. After all, you have to leave the blue bubble elitist something to feel superior about. This is something that I definitely feel superior about over my podcast co-host Jay Rosenthal, who's an Android user. And the fact he has green bubbles popping up in my chat, I just don't message him or I use another platform because for me, aesthetically, I'd rather just keep everything blue and live in a iMessage walled garden. But PayPal's besides your messaging app of choice, we've got a great episode for you today for our first story. OpenAI had a hectic weekend for our second story. SpaceX reaches space with Starship for the first time. And for our third story, she makes a splash in America. For our first story, we've been glued to our phones following the drama unfolding at the world's arguably most important AI company so that you don't have to. Here's what's happening. OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT and widely regarded as one of the organizations at the forefront of AI research, is embroiled in a dramatic internal power struggle. To catch you up, the turmoil began on Friday night when OpenAI CEO and co-founder Sam Altman was turfed from the company by its board of directors. The dismissal came as a shock to OpenAI staff and investors, including Microsoft, which has invested $13 billion in the company and regards it as key to its own AI efforts. Several high-level OpenAI staff resigned in solidarity with Altman, including the company's president, Greg Brockman. Under pressure from investors and threat of more resignations by staff, OpenAI's board reportedly undertook talks to bring Altman back as CEO, but have yet to reach an agreement. Now, This is happening because, and the answer isn't entirely clear, but in a statement announcing Altman's firing, the board said he, quote unquote, was not consistently candid in his communications with the board. Some reports have suggested that a disagreement between Altman and co-founder and board member Ilya Sutskever over the company's direction played a pivotal role. Sutskever has reportedly grown concerned that Altman is not paying sufficient attention to the potential risks of powerful AI technology. Two other OpenAI board members also have links to the effective altruist movement, which worries that AI may eventually lead to the destruction of humanity. Now, what's next? Well, Altman has reportedly said he'll only return if the OpenAI board resigns, all of it. Barring that, it's likely that he'll start a new venture and bring many OpenAI employees along with him. Bloomberg reported he has already been working in recent weeks to raise billions for a new business making computer chips tailored for AI. For our second story, SpaceX made progress in the second test flight of its Starship rocket, but the program's success is still far from certain. The 400-foot-tall rocket rose more than 100 kilometers, leaving Earth's atmosphere and entering space before its booster exploded. The test was more successful than SpaceX's first attempt in April, which failed shortly after takeoff. This time, the rocket moved to space and the booster components separated from the Starship. The Starship, which SpaceX eventually hopes can fly people and goods to space, continued to fly for several more minutes before it too was lost. This all matters because there's still plenty of work to do before SpaceX can launch Starship and safely return the booster to to Earth for reuse. By reusing both the booster and spaceship as components of the rocket, SpaceX claims it will be able to launch Starship for as little as $10 million, a fraction of today's cost. SpaceX hopes the Starship system, which can carry up to 150 metric tons of cargo aboard each rocket, will be the go-to way to ship goods and people to space. Now to zoom out, 
The big test for SpaceX will be NASA's Artemis mission to send people back to the moon aboard Starship by 2025, a trip that will require a much higher safety standard than the current unmanned tests. For our second story, the surprise and delight emphasis on the surprise of the world, Xi Jinping's second face-to-face meeting with Joe Biden actually went pretty well. This week, or last week, sorry, Xi Jinping wooed politicians and business leaders during a four-day-long visit to San Francisco where the Chinese president bred with America's top political and business leaders at a $2,750 ahead welcome banquet. She received a standing ovation from some of the world's most important CEOs, including Tesla's Elon Musk and Apple's Tim Cook, though he didn't signal any specific policy shifts to reassure companies that China is still open for business. Businesses aren't looking to get caught in the middle of a geopolitical fight, but many are still keen on selling their EVs and phones in the world's second biggest economy. Things went so well that she floated the idea of sending a couple of pandas to California. China's 100% serious panda diplomacy program loans the bears to more than 20 countries as a sign of friendship, but the U.S. has not received new pandas in over two decades. Over the past 10 years, she has gifted pandas to Germany, Denmark, and Finland. Qatar recently became the first Middle Eastern country to get two giant furballs. This matters because given the recent deterioration of U.S. and China relations, read the spy balloon incident, trade tariffs, chip sanctioned, a military communication cut off, this was seen as a hugely important step to stabilize diplomatic and economic ties. The presidents agreed to restore contact between their armed forces and set up a working group to crack down on fentanyl chemicals pouring in from China. But both sides were left with several unresolved issues, most notably tensions over Taiwan, which China claims as part of its territory. PayPal's thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readpeak.com. Have a great week, Peak Pals. When you give me shock waves.